What's up, everybody? You are tuned into Soul of the Game, a podcast that dives into diverse topics that range from sports, music, clothing, and social issues that are present and trending today. I'm Cameron Winston. And I'm Christian Reed. <laughs> All right, man. So we got a good show, right, Reed? Of good. course. Don't we every time? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes they're mediocre. Never that. Well, only because you're on the show, so you know. Oh, bro. I come with straight heat every time. <laughs> what are you saying? Heat. Okay. Probably your breath, but you know. Let's not get started. Let's not get started. <laughs> hey, okay, so question to you, bro. Let's let's dive into this. So, you know, we all have Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, yada yada yada, all these small social media platforms and everything. Right. What effects do you feel like it has on celebrities, like athletes and artists and you know actors and all that? Um, I think it it has positives and cons. Like a lot of celebrities they get a lot bigger because of social media mm-hmm. you know when they do say for instance the kiki challenge or something like that they oh, do yeah, a dance that's yeah that's or make something trendy it blows up even 10 times more than it usually would have say 10 years in the past because of social media everybody retweets shares likes you know it's trendy and then people blow up even more but then i think it also has a reverse effect because you can be infamous you know if it blows up of you doing something embarrassing or something that bad happened or you said something maybe from in the past then you know it'll blow up that way and then now instead of reaping positive benefits now you have you know some negative consequences that you got to deal with you know just like becoming a meme or something like that you know a lot of people become memes (laughs) because they didn't done some embarrassing things so I mean I think uh, social media can affect them in that way um, as far as just like you know status, what about you? How do you think it affects people, or these uh, celebrities? I should say. Celebrity, I think, for me, I think it affects them in a in a mental health type of way. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have so much because uh, you know how they say like, you know, you made it when you have haters. Yeah. But on Twitter, when you, when you see on Twitter, when you look at people's comments, like people are always bad, like people are bashing you, bashing you, bashing you. Like there's some people that you know their fans are trying to love and support right but i feel like more as a as a celebrity or in a public figure you're more focusing on uh more more of the hate hateful tweets because it's like they hit you the most and yeah. I think that's what that's why a lot of mental health issues start to start to form and everything mm-hmm. and uh i mean because like right now you know we had two weeks ago since demi lovato um had her drug drug case where it was uh-huh. heroin we're not for sure yet they it's been rumors some say heroin some said other things so i just call it you know just a yeah, drug, drug case drug yeah. problem. uh since that incident i mean you know on twitter we're seeing a lot of jokes being made about about it and it's like yeah then yeah i mean it's incessant joke about it then there's you know they're funny of course there's funny ones of course um and it's a big issue but at the same time it's like when a artist when a celebrity i should say looks at that looks at that it's just kind of like you know it makes you think uh, people really don't care about me like it can yeah. put that effect it has that effect and put that mindset in, in, like oh people don't really people don't really care about me at all or anything um but i yeah. mean there's, then there's the pot i mean there's then there's the positive social media and what it, what is brought i mean like you know a lot of the vine, people that have gotten famous off of vine and all, mm-hmm. a lot of youtube vloggers and and all that uh they have, you know they've made a name for themselves because of social media and the way it's it travels and networks with people and everything. Yeah. I agree. I think 
I think more like yeah, I agree more with it, especially your your negative part because I mean when we look at celebrities now, you I mean you you have like Kevin Durant or um, Orlando Brown, Russ Bow Wow, even Meek Mill at one point. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. and it's trends too. It's, it's like trends. I mean, when everybody <laughs> says Russ is trash, it's literally a trend like, and most people don't listen to his music like. I mean, I, I I've tried to listen to his music personally. It, it just I knew it wasn't for me, uh-huh. but he's not he's not trash. He just yeah, just has a different type of music. Well, there's you know. some artists that are trash. <laughs> yeah, and so that yeah, that's that's what I think too is. Um, I mean, when you you look at celebrities like that, you do see a lot of them on Twitter going back and forth with regular you know people, mm. let's say average people, um, who aren't on the same status as them, as I should say, as yeah. far as you know, like economic or financial. They're always going back and forth. Uh, on Twitter or Instagram with different people, especially Kevin Durant, he's, yeah. he's becoming known. And we, for and we it. talked about that last week, Adam too. And just yeah. like we, I see nothing wrong with what Kevin Durant did. I what I see, what is wrong is uh, people doing it for clout, yeah. clout chasing. Them. If you don't know what clout means, any listener, it means yeah. you know just doing it for popularity and publicity. Yeah. So I think I mean too. Yeah. I think social media. Yeah. Just exactly. Social media opens up like a new way for them to be. Cr- critique or criticize because mm-hmm. at first you would only just hear the analysis but now you're hearing tons of people millions of people from all different social media platforms you know who are constantly criticizing you so eventually it is going to get to you so i think it you're right it does affect um uh celebrities and athletes and you know different types of people's that way because of how big the platform has become now any average person can say one thing and you know be reached to different areas across the world on different surfaces if it blows up so yeah, yeah I think I mean in, in that way yeah you're right it does affect them but I mean now that we're on that topic of people saying different things you know and it becoming big from different surfaces like how should social media trends like think of like how they can be toxic like some more you know like um examples or ways because i mean we see we've seen that they affect like celebrities when you talk about them mm-hmm. but like what are some other ways that they become toxic uh yeah i mean like just let's see probably like for example me mentioning uh, uh you know russ the whole russ movie of russ twitter movie of uh, everybody thinking he's trash then you also have i think i think the drug i think drug movement is is when it becomes toxic i think a lot yeah. of and a lot of people do a lot of drugs uh, from yeah. so because of social media. I think That's the, true. I mean, music. Of course, music plays a big part of it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people try to bash. We'll try to bash rap or whatever. But music. I mean, like, yeah, the drug movement probably is trendy because it's like you see somebody having fun or or doing or just having fun or doing something, and uh, you know, it just becomes like, oh, I want to try it. I want to try it, and that mm-hmm. becomes and that sort of becomes a trend. Yeah, the Zans and Lean mm-hmm. and and plus and plus also how many people want to go viral? How what what people what people will do to become viral? Yeah, like uh, a couple of weeks back, one of you guys, uh, one of you guys in the group chat mm-hmm. sent a video of somebody doing somebody doing a shooting, like shooting at the police, oh, and, did yeah. it on, and put it on Facebook Live. And I'm like, one, what's the point? You're doing that. You pro- you probably want to go viral, but too, I'm like, you're either about to die or go to jail. So what's the point of being viral at this time? Yeah. Like people, people will literally do anything to go viral, and that and that's really toxic. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's 
I mean, just people do bad things just to become toxic. I yeah. mean, just to become trendy and go viral. Yeah, I do agree with you with that. A lot of people do do a lot of weird things to become viral. Same thing with uh, the Boom Gang, or how oh, you say his name. I hate him, bro. Yeah. When, he, when he came, everybody found, people found that I mean, funny. I was just like, that was straight up. I'm saying now, recently, it's, it's gone even farther. I mean, you've seen the, the video of him when he was passed out. Laying on the floor from all the drugs and stuff he was taking in the street, like and they're laughing. And I know. Laughing. I'm like, you're laughing. People He's passed out. Like, hold on. Uh huh. All the and hospital. Then, and people are people are really recording, like recording stuff like yeah. people dying. People. And dying. I'm like, that's what I was gonna say. The same thing with Little Uzi. The I mean not Little Uzi. Sorry. Um. X. Uh, X. X. Oh yeah. yeah X, they re- yeah. they recorded him instead of actually calling the. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Instead of actually calling the police, they they literally were recording him so somebody had the you know the presence to actually come up and check his pulse to see if he was alive and then i mean you bring up now that we're bringing up that stuff we have the story of the kid um who got stabbed like 15 times remember because he was mistaken from some boys that uh had sexual intercourse with a girl and posted it on social media and it blew up i mean you're right it can it can be really toxic um depending on you know because i mean I, honestly why would you post such a thing only to become viral mm-hmm. or to get a lot of likes and retweets or you know favorites whatever it is so and it's all I it's agree. all cloud trust cloud chasing at the end of the day that's what people prioritize clout yeah being popular and that, so then that's terrible when should we hold someone accountable for what they tweeted years ago even if it was like offensive or something uh no you mean like like uh, the incident with Josh Hader and James Gunn, right? Yeah, like those type of incidents. Yeah, tell me, and if tell you me know, about and those and incidents. If you don't know, if you don't, for people that don't know, Josh Hader is a pitcher for the Brewers. Uh, it's probably about six, I think it was six or seven years back. He, in the All-Star game about, with All-Star Baseball, MLB All-Star game was, well, well, it was sometime last month. MLB All-Star game last month, people found out, um, people found tweets that he tweeted back like six, seven years back that showed racism and uh, homo- homophobic tweets. Oh, my, my apology. <laughs> but yeah, uh, racism, homophobic tweets uh, on his Twitter. And, you know, that, I mean, like like the next day for the, ne- the next game uh, for the Brewers, uh, people gave him a standing ovation for that. And it looked really bad. And then compared to the James Gunn situation where... Uh, people found tweets about like 10, 10 plus years back of him. Um, he tweeted like child, child pornography jokes, and of course, any losses, and of course, he got fired for that reason uh, from Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I mean, when you, when I think about those tweets, I think it just depends on like the the magnitude. Of what was said at that time or like you know the um, like basically how negative it was Uh, the tweets sometimes they can show true intentions so depending on what the tweet is and the message that was sending that it was sent under I mean should be the consequence or judgment but then at the same time also should be be factored into age because I mean we all said dumb stuff over social media platforms especially when you think about it a lot of those people weren't as big as they are now so they might have said something in a joking manner thinking that it's just them and their friends going to see but as they blew up they got more followers so now they have more people 
um, that are, that have full access to what at a time was just a private media between maybe them and their friends. So I mean, I guess it just it, it all depends on context. But some things I think just need an apology. Um, you know, just saying like I you know I was young, made some mistakes. I didn't mm -hmm. mean it in that way. And then or whatever the the tweets may be or you know post, but then. Again, that that's just to me. It depends on what it said. Yeah, you know, because some things are unforgivable. And like um, gun situation, he was just making some really offensive jokes. Bad jokes. That's all. Yeah. So bad jokes. I mean, at the and at the time, it's yeah. I think at, without the time, like there's like jokes are taken differently. Yeah, different, exactly. Different jokes are taken differently. It's ten years ago. Mm. He's a lot. Younger. I mean, it's something. It's something you shouldn't joke about. But you know, it's just exactly. I mean, and as you. And as you grow as a person, like, and obviously you're not, the, he's not the same person he was 10 years ago. No one's ever the same person they are 10 mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and, that, and that's why it's pretty complicated to say, like, like when you say it all depends on what they say. Uh, it's like, I don't think James Gunn should have been fired over it because it's like, there's, I don't see any any investigation going into him where does he have, like, did, did he conduct any child pornography mm -hmm. or does he have anything? Or, like, there's any, any, any investigation going on, right? Right yeah. there, so I'm like, um, his like it was bad, but at the same time, it's like, should he have been fired for it? I don't think, I don't yeah. think so, because it's like, because it yeah, not from ten years ago, because this is a different person. You, you've met and interacted with this person for about five, I think five years that he's been on. Mm -hmm. might, he might have been on uh, the Marvel set, and you know, you get an idea of this person, you get an idea of who this person is, and and everything. So I'm. And I, and I and I at the same time I have a problem with the uh, people that do that like that people that sit there all day and go surface through everybody's tweets yeah. like how you how you have all that time to find a tweet from ten years yeah, ago yeah bro I'm like you really have no no life bro I mean that and that's you know that's the case to be made like you need to be careful what you tweet at the end of the day because it will come it could possibly come and bite you in the butt well, yeah and too. Uh, what I tell people all the time, whatever you put on social media, it is never actually deleted. Everything is saved to, you know, different type of hard drives. Mm -hmm. Not, well, no, I wouldn't say hard drive software. So, I'm just saying, just always remember that. Whatever you tweet, especially for the new athletes coming up and celebrities, whatever you tweet or post, even if you delete it real quick, it's always saved somewhere, so mm -hmm. the right hacker with the right type of, you know, skills could find it. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, going back to the question of when you should hold it accountable, and just going back to Josh Hader's tweets with the race, I mean, he literally said white power and and all the KKK stuff, and he said it was some, and some of the tweets yeah. that, that, you know, he says, he says he's referencing song lyrics, mm -hmm. but... I mean, it's a. I mean, that's just really hard to say. I mean, you don't know what his views are still today, and I mean, like, I think I don't even know. I don't even know what James. I know James Gunn's been a director, but I don't know if he was a comedian before. Mm -hmm. I mean, comedian. I mean, ever being honest, comedians make uh, pretty sensitive, insensitive jokes like all, pretty much all the time. But yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I think it. That's why I say it's depends on the context mm -hmm. and that's why it's hard to decipher because it's 10 years ago when a lot of people didn't really know him like that mm -hmm. so now they're just seeing this compared to the person they know now and it's it's like whoa 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 you know 
So that's why I say, I mean, just it's it's a difficult situation all around. Depends on what's being said at the time, how they said it, context they said it, how many times they did it. I mean, all those things factor into, you know, how they should be held accountable. I feel like they should be held accountable to a certain degree. I mean, maybe they should be forced to apologize. If it's really that bad, oh, you yeah, put yeah. on, like, probation, yeah. you know, all the... I mean, I think, for sure, I think James, I'm not James Gunn, Josh Hader should have yeah. been suspended some games for that. Yeah. James Gunn, something should have been done, but I don't think losing your job, job. over it. I yeah. mean, I think, like, if you're a fan of the Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, it's, I, like, personally, to me, I don't think uh, Guardians is going to be, I mean, I think you need James Gunn for Guardians to be successful. I think, like, it's su- successful by, it's like it's a different type of mo- different type of movie franchise because it's like the way it uses it the way music influence influences that style of the movie mm-hmm. well yeah i agree i think well we will we will soon find out you know see what happens maybe they might reinstate him because they're talking about it yeah they are. maybe not but That's the future shall tell yeah so staying on this movie news bro hey we got aegis elba might hit in that double seven oh i think they picked the perfect person for that I mean, if I say, you know, from switching to a, a African-American actor, I think he's the perfect African-American actor to take over that position. Just because, I mean, he is already British. He's played in roles where he's had that certain persona mm-hmm. that James Bond has had. So, I mean, and he's well-known as well. He's a big name. So, you know, he'll still bring in the same, you know, audiences. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they picked the perfect person for that one. Yeah. Plus, he's older too, because now James Bond is older. He's not old, but he's older. Yeah. So yeah, I think they picked the perfect person for that one. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super excited. They this for sure better happen. I hear I hear it's like between two people. I mean they're they're trying to go more towards Idris. I think Idris is gonna take it, but it's also between him and Henry Henry Cavill, and that's the guy who plays Superman. For people that don't know. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think I well, I think actually too, he could make a um, yeah, no, he, good he, gen, yeah. he can make a good James. Yeah, I think he'll make a good James. I mean, Bond he'll too. make a younger James. Yeah, Bond he would be a younger one. And now he also get, has like get, that. Just, he has that look. Like I don't. Well, he, he's Superman, so you know. I know. Of course I know he has that look. That's true. But the, see, that's different from having the James Bond look and the Superman look. Yeah. You feel me? The James Bond look—that's a whole different. Well, look. he also, but he also played an agent before in the movie uh, Man from Uncle. Yeah. That, hey, that bro, movie, they need to hurry up and come out with that sequel, <laughs> man. That's a great film right there. I seen that one too. But the ending had me shook, or at least oh, bro, a little yeah, bit yeah. before then. That plot yeah. twist was something else. But yeah, if y'all haven't seen that movie, I encourage you to see that movie. But um, no, yeah, I think actually they both would make um, good James Bond. But I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna go with Idris on this one. Yeah, for sure, I'm going Idris. Yeah, I mean, everybody's but all. Every black person about to show up in the movie theater for that one, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that. I, actually, I mean, yeah. There's been a lot of um, increase in like a black roles recently. Yeah. I think it's be- it's because of um, a lot more black um, actors becoming well known. Mm. You have you know Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Especially. Say her name again, cause I always say it wrong. Bro, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but but Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, she. I'm probably, I'm probably saying it wrong, but you know. Yeah, she's definitely a great actor, a really great actor. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we having a lot more uh, 
African American actors that are uh, Not Tracy yeah, Ellis Ross stepping up. So yeah, exactly. A lot of them. I mean, in that instance, I think that's why we're seeing an increase too in that area. Mm-hmm. But finally, get finally getting an opportunity. Yeah, that too. Hold on, bro. I know because me and you we're Luke we're Luke we're Luke Cage fans. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, spoiler alert for anybody that didn't see it. Um, but bro, how do you feel about that season two ending? Oh my goodness. Um, just the the whole the series anyway. Um, especially that ending part. I think. What we what we seen in a little bit was that Luke Cage started to become a little bit villainous. He was somewhere in between. At first, he wanted to be strictly the good guy, you know, keep his hand clean, mm-hmm. almost to take like a say a, a daredevil uh, route that he didn't want to kill I nobody. Can't wait till that comes out. I know when season three comes that out. That season three is going to be great. But that's how his his take was in the first season, and then. As we started to go through the season and getting to the ending, he started shifting. It was more of I got to do what I have to do now, even if that means hurting people or not playing by the rules. Yeah, or he really, playing I mean, by yeah, the he law. really became a crime boss. So I was just yeah. like, bro, I remember when as soon as that, I was like, wait, does that mean he's a, he's crime, a crime boss? Yeah. I was like, he's a villain now, bro. Like, mm-hmm. right, I was like, I need to see. And I think now. they had the perfect villain in Bushmaster. Oh yeah, Bushmaster. Yeah. That was. Bro, I bro, IGN really tried to say that was the that's the worst Netflix show. Like season two was the worst. Really? Netflix. They gave it like a four. I, they gave it like a four point five. I was just like, when I was watching, I was just like, usually what are you smoking. Usually bro? I agree with them, but on this one I might have to disagree. But then again, I am biased because no, you know I, I really like. No, I haven't been agreeing with IGN's ratings for some things for a while now. They've been saying some stupid. Well, stuff. yeah, obviously sometimes they have some, you know, that I don't agree with. But most for most of the part, I agree with theirs. But. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm to disagree on this one. They let, uh, a, white, to me, they let really, a white person write that review. That's why. <laughs> that's why it got a 4.5. I don't you know. You don't understand man. the black references. They did. No, nah, I'm not gonna lie about that. They did have some strong black references in there that I think that made the mood, the, I mean, the series that much more because uh, it did feel a, a little bit more Harlem. You know, mm-hmm. or a little bit more to the black community with the references they did have that maybe say somebody who wasn't black might have missed. But I mm-hmm. think it was still good, even if you take out those those references. You know, they had a quality, um, a quality villain. Actually, a lot of villains, quality of uh, villains. They had a, some great plot twists that I didn't see coming. And then, I mean, if you take uh, that away, you mm-hmm. still have Luke Cage himself, who played a great superhero, but also him dabbling a little bit into going to the other side and they didn't make it too cheesy or nothing where you know like you could see it coming it was more of a subtle kind of switch over and then you know him falling out with his girlfriend and her mm-hmm. leaving him losing control of his powers oh, and anger right, like yeah when he tells her to go home yeah that's home, i was like oh yeah that's what i was like he really changed bro yeah. i think the, one of the most powerful like the most my favorite scene of the whole entire series mm-hmm. I mean, uh, season two was uh, when I, what's the, what's the bag the bad girl's name? I um, they talking about Cotton Mouse. Uh, yeah, Cotton, Cotton's mom. Mariah. Yeah, Mariah. Mariah uh, captures Bushmaster's uncle. And oh then, yeah. Like she and then she brings him to the restaurant and like everybody and everybody like she kills basically everybody in the restaurant. Yeah. I was just like, bro. I was like. That's that's why I was just like IGN. You really gave this a four point five because I was like, that's a brutal and harsh yeah. and like a just a great scene for for a villain. Mm-hmm. Like that just shows like 
how ruthless and uh, how much you don't care at all. Yeah. And, and I, I want power. Exactly. I think that's part of some of the stuff they missed, maybe, because that ties into more of like a community thing. Or like when you think about it, how a lot of people view like, um, say, crime lords or crime bosses, they always think it's just you kill one person, they kill one person, or they just try to kill each other. But in reality, they know families get wiped out, you know, mm -hmm. who had nothing to do with it, or just random people. And I think that's what uh, made that scene so powerful, because that's what it resonated. It was innocent people getting murdered. They had nothing to do with the situation, but just because they were uh, involved by blood ties, mm -hmm. they were murdered inside a restaurant. But I think my favorite part, and it was kind of cheesy, but it was also, it, it almost like summed up that whole series and just Luke Cage as well even though it was Bushmaster it was talking about Bushmaster and I think it made me realize how similar they are and their per but just their purposes were different but um, when they were talking about the nightshade um, if you don't know what the nightshade is it's like basically a medicine or a natural herb grinded up that Bushmaster uses to gain su supernatural power and they're talking about the nightshade and his auntie said um nightshade doesn't heal it reveals and i was like that right there that that was the quote that basically summed up the whole thing because mm. i mean that was part of what luke uh cage was you know when he was trying to come into his own he was trying to show that you know i'm more than just my powers for me i'm more than just a six four black dude that punches through walls and that's kind of what Bushmaster was showing too while he was trying to get his revenge against Mariah and how he did his ancestors. So, I mean, that part right there, even though it was kind of like cliche, it was just at that time in the right moment when, you know, he was on the edge of dying and they were trying to reveal him with the, I mean, reheal him with the nightshade. And they said they don't think he can heal because they don't have enough. And he said, she said, nightshade doesn't reveal, it heals. I mean, it doesn't heal, it reveals. I was like, that's perfect right there. So I think that was like my, my favorite scene and mm -hmm. like the whole movie. Show. Show. Yeah, Show. Series. It yeah, feels like series. a movie. It was just that great. It felt like a movie, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, I actually binge watched it. I watched like nine. Hey, you watched it before me. You yeah. I, I it took me like a month to watch it. <laughs> but I finished it in like four days, I think. Or almost, like, I would say four days to a week. I know I watched like the first two episodes by itself. Then I went from like three to seven. Or something like that then i just finished the rest off mm -hmm. after that but yeah i i did enjoy that series yeah i'm still like i said i'm excited for daredevil and yeah all that iron iron fist season two exactly season two, like, iron, fist, I, iron fist started kind yeah, of slow you didn't, yeah, you yeah. Didn't like it. i didn't like it at first it started slow and i'm like man i'm like okay when are we going to get to some plot twists you know something suspenseful it's like it's a lot of backstory it was a, it was, yeah it was okay it, was, it dragged it was a drag it season. did it, it dragged season two season yeah. two looks really good like, exactly oh, you, you seen the season uh-huh when it got to like the last what like three four episodes that's yeah, when it started right. getting good yeah, and picking up good. and then yeah like season two when he got to the the gates and it was destroyed and i'm like bruh i was like but yeah but then it just but yeah that that tied into the to uh defenders yeah to the, to the defenders. yeah that did tie to defenders but yeah that's what i'm saying so i'm excited for season two for that and then yeah um also for daredevil 
season three, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. I, I really did get you hooked on that show, bro. No, I, I wish they bring Punisher back, man. They are bringing I'm, Punisher back. They're, they're making a new season? Yeah, it's, oh, it's coming out in uh, January, I think. Let's go. I enjoyed that series. And you know Punisher is one of my favorite anti-heroes, so I was really skeptical going into watching that, but I did enjoy it. I think they captured a lot of the actual Frank Castle, but I do need them to add a little bit more emotion, though, because... Frank Castle, that's that's a bad man. That's a bad man. I mean, he would he was taking people out like he was a bad man, but I need them to show like the emotional bad man. You feel mm -hmm. me? The unstable bad man, where you know he in the house drunk, breaking walls and stuff. That type of bad man. I mean, I want to see some of that. That's what I feel. Like. <laughs> Bro, so get out the way. Uh, so yeah, bro. Last week. Big drop for music. Uh-huh. Um, you have August third you know, August third you saw Travis Scott's Astro Row. Long right. ago long awaited Astro Row. Album Two years, people, right? Yeah, two like about two years most people been waiting for. Mm -hmm. YG Stay Dangerous album. Uh-huh. And Mac Miller's swimming album. Where are you ranking though? One through three. It hurts my heart to say. Cause everybody knows YG is my favorite. I'm going Mac Miller, YG, then Astro Row. You know, you, wait, you say you're going Mac Miller, YG, then Astro Road. Wait, and that's, is, that, is that one through one through three or three? yeah? And that's not a knock. Hold up, hold up. You're putting YG stay dangerous over Astro Road. I do. Yes, I am. What? You're one of those people. I am one of those people. Ooh, but see, I'm, I'm out admit, I'll admit, I'll admit. Guys, my I, list, I need a new co-host. My <laughs> my <laughs> list is biased, obviously. Because it's, it's, it's really on my opinion, you feel me, of what I like more. And I like YG a lot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it takes a lot for me to put an album over his. Because I resonate to his music and the type of music he makes. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I did like Astroworld, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to listen to it a couple times. I still think it was a different feel. Not really what I expected. But, I mean, it was a good change overall. But I, I still like Astroworld, but Mike Miller's album. Yeah, that... I put that I put Mac Miller's album in the same I like it to me it's kinda like in the same category of how uh Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy album yeah. was last year. Because it's like it's like I don't know, you could say could you say Tyler the Creator's album last year was like underrated? Oh I mean, I mean by far. he got he got a lot of he got a lot of fans, but I think it was still underappreciated because it was a really great album. Yeah. So I think it's far. like one of those albums that's gonna be for sure nominated for multiple awards, but it yeah. won't be one. No, yeah, that that's for sure. Um, I I put it in the same uh, category too. Fireboy was definitely underrated, but yeah, and that's how I feel. Mac Miller is. I think a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, like oh, Mac Miller's dropping, but you know how that goes. Like the same trends, everybody. Yeah. And then when it actual drops yeah. and afterwards, I mean, then everybody I, forgets. Pretty about sure, it. majority of the people that said Mac Miller dropping the album. No, they didn't listen. Exactly. I, I don't. I haven't met really a lot of people that have ever listened back one. Cause me myself, I, I didn't even listen. Yeah. Didn't listen back one. I just wanted to see like how it was for myself. And I told you it took me. It took me a second listen to say, to, to hear and be like, oh yeah, this is a really good album. Yeah. Cause the first listen, it was it was like midnight. Yeah. And I was pretty tired. So yeah. Was, see, for me, it was. It was just old, yeah, first okay. listen. But see, my thing is when you listen to Mac Miller, you gotta know his style. Cause he's he's really not a style for everybody. Cause he's more of a laid back, chill nonchalant rapper so i mean he's not a turn-up rapper his beats they're good beats but they're not going to be like banging beats 
He doesn't rap fast or, you know, like really. He has poetic flow, but it's a different type of flow. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like the Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole type of poetic flow. It's, you know, it, it's his own style. Very few rap like he does. So he has his own style. So, I mean, you have to know that going into it. So you don't expect something that mm -hmm. you're not going to get. But, I mean, even going into the album, knowing how he is, he still exceeded my expectations. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that album, I definitely enjoyed that album. I listened to it Do you understand? all the time. Do you understand the hate that YG's album is getting? Like, why do people don't like it? Because for me personally, I feel like... I, just, I feel like people are just upset, mainly, mainly the females, because they can't twerk to his song. Exactly. Well, that, and, then, and then the guys that are mad, they're just like, oh, I can't get danced on to these, at these parties in song. I think that's exactly the only thing that... That's the point. YG's last album, uh, or most of most of his last album, they had a lot of, I say, bangers from where, like club bangers. Mm -hmm. People could play in the I, club. I, I still find yeah. the club bangers, they especially 666. Six, six. Uh -huh. They could turn up to and different stuff like that. That's so, that's I mean, a lot of people were expecting that again, especially because it's summer. Everybody knows when YG drops a summer album, most of the time, you're going to play every song on that album mm -hmm. during the summer to turn up to. So... I mean, his songs, they still, they were definitely still good songs. Um, they, the beats, they had bass, you know, banging, but it wasn't that type of vibe, mm -hmm. really. I mean, and I think that's why people were disappointed, because they were looking for the club hits uh -huh. and the turn-up hits. I mean, like, honestly, I saw people talking about, oh, Vinnie West's album, whoever that is. <laughs> but West. He, play, he plays two-player, that, that's no, a mean, great song. I don't know, I've never really cared to try to listen to him, but... When I saw people saying Vinnie West album is that one is what's what YG's album was supposed to be, that's when I knew. Everybody listened was expecting a little ratchet ratchet song album. And we they didn't get that. And so they're gonna try to, you know, discredit YG. But let me ask you, bro, do any of these albums realign your top five? No. No? Mm-mm. Really? Mm -mm. If I think if any of them get close to relying on my top five, it would be Matt Miller's. But I got Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap. I got J Rock Redemption. Mm -hmm. Let me think who else dropped. Daytona. Um, KOD. Need one more. <laughs> Maybe Mac Miller's. Maybe Mac And they does. Maybe. Yeah. I gotta think you, of who else dropped. Forgot, you forgot your... You, you I know. I gotta think of who else dropped. I look, you forgot my... Boy. Yeah, definitely not Drake. Definitely um, not Drake. Not this time. This album was good, but not... Not this time. I'm gonna have to... Was, I'm gonna have to pass on that one. It was decent. Maybe Mac Miller. Maybe. It was like top 15. Or, I mean, I like Future's Redemption too, but yeah, I think... Future. Yeah. Beast Mode. I mean, Beast Mode too, my bad. But I think Mac Miller might pass his. For me, for me, it does. Like I, th well, for me, Travis Scott's album is like number two for me. Number two? Yeah. I put Travis I, Scott. KOD is like, KOD is still number one. KOD is best album for me. I put Travis Scott in like six. Six. Okay then. Like so, YG what? Mm, yeah, I probably YG seven. Seven. Or no, or. It's a lot, bro. Like I said, it's a lot of 
A lot of good music, so you really yeah. Got I know. I, I might put because I know I like YG's better than um, Astro World. So I mean, we had YG's in there. Travis might go seven, but I mean that was a flip to me. I guess both of them for that one. Because points six, off, yeah. yeah, six or seven. So either one. I feel it. Hey, bro. Hey, we go to the Travis Scott concert again this year. Um, oh yeah, this year. When no bystanders comes on, bro, you getting punched out, and I'm I'm crowd surfing. Yeah, you're gonna have to actually hit me first. I'll throw you in the mosh pit. You're gonna be like that's cool. I'm still gonna be crossing. You're gonna be like those two girls that was trying to climb out and they're getting (laughs) smashed. Bro, we tried to warn them. Bro, I warned them before everybody even came in the mosh pit. We told them you don't want to be in there. You can't hang. They was talking about we can hang. Then we really have to pull them out. I know. (laughs) Well, you pulled them out. I didn't pull nobody out. I'll give you oh, that. I you get the credit for all that one. You saved them. Because I for but, sure wasn't saving them. Because if they would have pulled me over to the mosh pit and I would have fell, I'd have been highly upset. So would have been lit, though. Oh, no. No doubt. And then when he started walking on top of the balcony and stuff and singing, yeah, that was, it was lit. It was lit. But, I mean, we for sure going to another one. For sure, for sure. Man, if he's at Rolling Loud in L.A., we for sure going. But we might have to hit that Bay Area Rolling Loud, though, too. We can do Bay Area Rolling Loud. Road yeah. trip. Turn Road. up, turn up, turn up. I'm down with that. I'm <laughs> down with that, honestly. I think that's it for today, guys. You know, Thanks for listening to Soul of the Game. I'm Cameron Winston. And I'm Christian Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at CMW underscore 15 and on IG at ASAP underscore stress. You can follow me at Twitter Chris Reed underscore King D or Instagram Chris Reed underscore King Dreams. <laughs> All right. Have a good one.